building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is the Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. I have a special guest here today. This is Dr. Worley Diaz, and she is actually my weight doctor. She helped me get back into fit. I, I really not had a weight problem until I hit menopause. And like then, so many of us. Yeah. <laughs> and then I couldn't get it off. And I actually remember when I thought, I've got to go see the doctor. Um, I was getting out of the pool and walking up towards the house and I saw my reflection in the back window. I was like, how, how did I get how like did this? How did this happen? Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think I called you the next day and said, can you help me with this? <laughs> well, it's very frequent that it's that one bad mirror shot or the mm -hmm. one bad photo. I can't tell you how many times it's that one photo. And you go, I look like that? And that's what gets the impetus to go do something about it. And you're helping my mom, and um, I think episode five will be sharing my story about COVID, but my mm -hmm. mother was in a dire situation where she needed to lose a lot of weight, and she so far has lost about 60 pounds, yeah. and she brags about you all the time. She just, she loves you dearly. <laughs> I love her too, and that is um, the, the other reason that we really have to look at this stuff about weight is health. You know, we talk about, you know, the appearance and all that kind of stuff, but the weight, you know, associated with Alzheimer's, um, diabetes, high blood pressure, I mean, almost every system is involved. And it's especially that central stuff, which is what comes after menopause and later in life for, for both sexes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and we're not, this episode's not about body shaming or anything like that. Oh, this no. is all about the health. The healthiness yeah. of being, yeah, being in a healthy weight range. Agreed. So tell us how you work through your program. All right. Well, uh, first of all, since I am an MD, we have to do labs and uh, EKG to make sure that we have a baseline. It doesn't mean if you have abnormal labs, you can't start. It just means we want to track your cholesterol, your renal function, your kidney function, how your heart's working, your electrolytes everything to make sure that you either stay as great as you are or we fix some things, which is really gratifying for me. And once we get all that data, then we have patients come in and we spend uh, just a little session getting to know each other and I do a body composition analysis and what that is is just four points of contact, feet and your hands, and uh, it's called bioimpedance, which means it just puts the teeniest, tiniest charge through your body, and then everything uh, absorbs things differently. So uh, fat absorbs differently than muscle, different than bone, etc., etc. And so we have a full printout of how much body uh, fat you have, how much muscle you have, and what your metabolic rate is. So we can follow that the whole time. Then after that appointment, uh, if you decide to come and become part of the program, then we do a very comprehensive two-hour appointment. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of information, but we go over um, sleeping habits, eating habits, uh, drinking, and you know other smoking habits, all of these kind of things to try to get a I need to get a picture of your life. Are you still working from home? Are you back at work? Does your spouse work? Do you not have a spouse? Kids? Is everybody getting along? You know, it's a very complicated situation. So it, that's why it's so long. And then after I've got a good handle on all of that, 
we go through what the program is about. I do a moderately low carbohydrate with a moderately high protein. Now for those who like the numbers, that means uh, protein over 80 grams a day, which is not a stress on your kidneys as long as you have normal kidney function, and less than 50 grams of uh, carbohydrates a day. And that's because, I mean, if you do an Atkins or, you know, super low carb, you eat less than 20 grams of carbohydrates a day. I can't sustain that. And so I don't want to ask anybody to do something that I can't do. And I just, I can't keep it, you know. And then once you mess it up, then you give and, you know, spiral downwards. So moderate carbohydrates, moderately high protein. We don't do any real talk about exercise at the beginning. Losing weight is about the food. And then after you get into a rhythm with the food, then we start talking about what kind of exercise you want to do and how it fits in your life. I can't make you go someplace and, you know, you don't like that. So you don't have to go anywhere. We can get it all done at home if you want to. Then the way I start with the food is I like to start, because I've tried many ways now, that I like to start with uh, meal replacements at the beginning, um, shakes, bars, puddings, uh, we have so many different kinds of things that you can find something that you like, but we still eat. You still have a protein and a couple of veggies a day, and we have real food snacks, eggs, meat, and cheese, and some free foods, pickles, and olives, and uh, bouillon, and jello. So it's two-pronged programs. With those meal replacements, I'm keeping your calorie intake down but I'm also keeping your carbohydrates moderately low. And those two together just make it very fast for some people and consistent for others. Of course, everybody's journey is a different time frame depending on mm -hmm. how their body responds. The answer to that is an important one because people want to know all the time, when can I have this off? When can oh, I have okay. this weight off? When, you know, the average for this kind of a program is three pounds a week for women. Now that's average, so there might be a big seven pound week and then there might be a two pound week and a one pound week and it, it varies like that. Um, and the average for men is five pounds a week. Our biggest, our biggest loser, uh, female was 14 pounds in one week. Wow, that's amazing. She had a lot of weight to lose so yeah. it comes off a lot faster. Yeah. And our biggest uh, loser for a man was 18. Wow. He was also had to lose a lot of weight. Yeah. So that's he actually lost 192 pounds in one year. Uh, he said he couldn't get down on the floor and play with his kids. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he was running five miles a day and looked so much younger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he was young too. But yeah. so that and the lady who lost um, 14 pounds um, was doing it because she needed knee surgery, and her surgeon wouldn't do it mm -hmm. until she lost some weight. So she lost 160 pounds in a year, and then got one knee done, and then eight weeks later got her other knee done. And she came in here all crunched over and hobbling with her walker, and she left just standing upright and walking without anything. Yeah. It was great. And, you know, and I think that's one of the things that, especially for me, is that not, you change your health so much. You know, like yeah. for my mom, after all that she's been through, you know, she was using a walker. And, right. Oh, yeah. And now she Already, she's down. She says around the house. She doesn't walk yeah. even with the cane. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 
you know, it's it's a point of that you get around more, you different physical things happen. Uh, you've shared with me before that people get off of medications. Yeah, you know, I, I start decreasing high blood pressure medicines after about 20 pounds mm -hmm. and see how they do. Uh, diabetic medications, you know, I, I work in coordination with the endocrinologist, you know, I don't go in and just change everything without uh, coordinating. Triglycerides, people who have high triglycerides, they get fixed very fast. It just, they respond quickly and as you, my neighbor came, lost 30 pounds, his, plus, his triglycerides were, I think, 411, 4 something, and when he left, 12 weeks later, they were 110. Mm, my goodness, that's so, I mean, and that's really, that's pretty darn high to normal. Mm -hmm. The one thing that people ask a lot is about insurance, and we don't take insurance. We can't, they won't pay us. Mm -hmm. now, my husband's a bariatric surgeon, they'll pay him, but they won't pay <laughs> medical weight loss. It's just, I think they think that we're not doing real medicine or something, it's some magic pill, and it is not. Yeah. I guess that's the next thing I should talk about then is medication. I do use two different appetite suppressants in my practice. Um, there are others out there, but there are just too many side effects, and I want us to own doing this and not to use the medicine as a crutch, just use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. And um, I use Contrave, which is a newer medicine, probably the past 12 years, 10 years. Uh, and then I use uh, Adipex or Fetramine. Uh, which is just an appetite suppressant, and been around for probably at least 50 years. And if you drink a cup of coffee, you can take fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say another thing about the genre, the atmosphere of the practice. Is you know I've struggled with my weight. I'm still struggling with my weight. Yeah, you know, I get I get thinking I'm good, and then I start having dietary indiscretions. We do not call them cheats. They're <laughs> dietary indiscretions. And uh, so, I mean, I know what it's like to go up and down and want to do it, but then you just don't do it. And then you want to do it and it comes off and then you're so proud and, uh, well, because we're all human. So we try to make this as fun and lighthearted as possible. We still have to do the real medicine, really monitor your health and how things are going and be careful with all of that. But we try to just make it light and happy and open and receptive. And there is, you said earlier, there is no shaming here of anything. You know, people come in there, uh, they're all sad that they didn't lose as much as they wanted. I'm like, did you lose? Yeah. We're happy. That's a success. Every pound is a success story. And they're afraid that I'm going to yell at them or something. I'm like, I'm not yelling at you. Come on. I know. I yell at myself more than anybody else needs to yell at me. So you're probably beating up on yourself enough. You don't need me to add to that. Yeah. Well, and I think too that what you brought into me, into my life is that it's a lifestyle now. Yep. I understand which foods right. are not going to be good for me. Or right. Which, you know, and if I if I cheat and have that. Oh, you use the bad word. Oh. oh. <laughs> If you have a dietary indiscretion. If I have a dietary indiscretion, you know, then I know what I need to do right. and what I need not to do right. for the next day. Yeah. So. And that's what most people that really, I'm going to say finish the program, but 
you know, keep in contact, keep follow-ups and stuff like that. That is what they say is that that it is life-changing in that you even the weight can be life-changing to get your knees done and all that, you know, those kinds of things. But just the fact of picking out foods and, you know, I have people bring in their favorite restaurant recipes or we look them up together online and um, they tell me what they would pick and I go, nope, that's not what I would pick. <laughs> and they're like, really? But that has more cheese in it. I go, cheese is protein and fat. No, I don't have a pound of it, but put some cheese on your salad if mm -hmm. you want a little cheese. That adds what you need. Got to make it different for everybody. Right, right. Okay, so, big question now. Oh my. <laughs> Alright, so we're coming to like my most favorite and least favorite time of the year. <laughs> okay, we're hitting that last six weeks, that time between Thanksgiving and New Year's when every rings, everybody rings out their favorite dessert, their most fattening. Of course. Uh, corn casserole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Help me get through the end All of the right. year. Um, I used to think starting a weight loss program at this time of year was the worst thing I could do for patients. It's the best thing because you're being helped and advised along the way what to eat. So, I happen to write down a few of my recommendations. Great. Um, all right, when you're going to go to like a sit-down dinner, first of all, you have to have a plan. If you know, if you're cooking, it's a lot easier, but if other people are bringing things or going to somebody else's house, you know, try to find out what the menu is and have a plan. Say, all right, I'm not going to have uh, any desserts. I'm not going to have any desserts. Or, man, she makes that great corn pudding or whatever <laughs> it is. And, okay, I'm going to have and then you fill in the blank, X amount. I'm going to have a half a cup, a cup, a teaspoon, you know, what is it? Or I can live without corn pudding. Another year will come and I can have it, you know, another year. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing, is just to have a plan. And the other thing that you kind of alluded to is this becomes the t a time of the year when gluttony is approved of mm -hmm. and accepted. And then you feel terrible and guilty and physically uncomfortable and so gotta get we've got to get that out of our brains this is a time to be with people and loved ones and enjoy whatever holidays you're doing with them and to it's not about celebrating the food it's that's secondary and so once you know and I tell everybody I said you know you have a, a lot easier time talking to Aunt Alice if your mouth isn't full <laughs> <laughs> food. So make the focus on the people and have a plan about what you are going to eat. And when you sit down at that table, the first thing you do is the ham, turkey, chicken, fish, whatever it is, eat that first because we need protein. We don't need carbohydrates. We like carbohydrates for, for some energy and um, for that warm tummy feeling and a, maybe a little little carbohydrate buzz there for a little while but we don't need them we need the fiber but we don't need the vegetable itself so eat the protein first and then you're also not so hungry and so you can decide you know I was going to eat a cup of this but I think I can do with two tablespoons 
that kind of thing. So I, and then the other thing that's important, not just for the holidays, but all all year round, is water intake. You need to have at least 64 ounces of water a day. And before you go to any meal or anybody's house, have that bottle of water in the car or you know on the countertop or something so that you can be well hydrated. That fills your stomach up. That loops down the acid in there so you're not getting all those rumblies. And um, you have better decision making when you sit down at the table. So drink water, focus on the people, eat the protein first, watch the alcohol, a lot of calories, uh, and then it, it impairs your judgment. And you're like, I'm not eating any dessert, and then you have a couple glasses of wine, which I would not recommend, but <laughs> you drink something, and then all of a sudden, ah, I'll just have one pizza pie. That one looks good too, and it just, so now really. Now a sample plate. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, obviously not drinking at all is better because it saves calories and, and preserves your judgment. But if you're going to drink, I prefer you not drink uh, wine and, and beer. I prefer that you have a, a cocktail with a, uh, some kind of hard liquor, I don't know what you call this, and a zero calorie mixer. And that way you can be part of everything and you know nobody's giving you grief and, and because the hard liquor doesn't have any carbohydrates in it. It's got the calories, but not the carbohydrates. Okay, this is a funny one. I put on here geography, but what that really means is if there's a buffet, you know, any, this is, I say these are holiday tips, but this is any occasion. You know, you're going to a wedding, a graduation party, whatever, you know, don't stand next to the buffet. Because it might be a good thing that you're grabbing, but, you know, eating the whole veggie plate is not <laughs> what you should be doing. It seems like a good choice, but then it's serving size is part of this decision-making process as well. And then if it's catered hors d'oeuvres, don't stand next to the kitchen door. There's always going to be a full plate coming out right in front of you and all the smells and stuff. So once again, at the buffet, fill up your plate, go away, and talk to people and be part of the event. Oh, and the other thing, I think this is becoming more and more important the more and more people I talk to, is the stress of the extended family or friends, or, you know, this is the only time of year you get together and, uh, you know. So don't let that make, don't let that make you eat. You don't like somebody uh, saying hello, be polite, and then move away instead of going, I'm just gonna, you know, have all this stuff and uh, I'll show them and, yeah, I don't know all this stuff. But the stress of how they get togethers uh, can be can be very hard for some people. And so just, you're in control of the fuel going in. So be in control. Well, thank you, Dr. Worley Diaz for such great information. If you would like to contact Dr. Worley Diaz, her practice is called Medical Obesity Management of Indiana, lovingly called Mommy, M-O-M-I. Her website is mommyweightloss.com and you can contact her at 317 564-4464. Thank you again and looking forward to see you at the next episode. Bye, Giant Builders. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.